1: Hello, this is Loy, and I want to talk to you today about the story of the Chinese bamboo tree, and it's the five-year mentality. I've heard this story several times. In creating this podcast, this content, I discovered one thing about the story that I did not know before, and I also discovered, as as I reminisced a little bit about how this has really played out in my life, so I'm a believer that this story of the tree and the way it affects our life and the way it relates to our life is solid in my opinion. Now the, the Chinese bamboo tree many of you have heard is the tree that you plant the seed and you have to water it and nourish it and fertilize it or whatever you do with it water it for five years before it even sprouts. But once it sprouts It has massive growth. It grows like 90 feet in one year, sometimes as much as three feet in one day. So you plant it, you nourish it for five years, it sprouts, and then it has massive growth. And that affects, that comes into play in our life as well. But the thing that I never knew about this until recently is why does it take five years for this seed to sprout? And the answer to that is, it's because the seed is so hard. The seed is so hard, it takes that long for it to actually sprout. And if it's not nourished during that time, it will never sprout. So how would that hard seed come into play into our life? What is our hard seed that we have to deal with in order for us to sprout? And I have three things there. One is uh, low self-esteem the negativity in our life that's programmed into us from the beginning of life just about, and it programs into our subconscious. I know that I certainly had that in a big, big way. The more my life went on in my early years, the more, well, the less confident I became. My self-confidence and self-esteem started dropping. Every time I did something wrong or every time I, I, what I felt like failed at something, Every time I was kind of doing the wrong things in my life, going down the wrong paths, not feeling good about myself, it just got lower and lower and lower. And we have to be able to break through that hard seed. And the way I found to break through it was to find a way to to accept myself the way I was, to have self-acceptance around who I was, why I was the way I was, and how I am special, and I am unique and special in my own way. And once you kind of break through and see the value, or see yourself as someone that has potential for value, then you can break through that low self-esteem. And honestly, once you have a proper self-esteem, a a self-worth, Then you can, and then you start believing, your mind shifts, and you can do anything. Another thing that can can be that hard sheet would be the hard seed, would be the lack of buy-in. Anytime you do something, if you're kind of going at something half-hearted, you're not really committed, just kind of playing with it, or you're you're afraid to really commit and make a decision on it, anytime you do that, it's gonna be hard for, for you to break through. Uh, another thing that I feel like falls into that would be your lack of product knowledge. And that's part of the building the value of who you are and believing in yourself. As you build product knowledge, you can start seeing the value of who you are. Uh, a second thing that might fall under hard seed would be the uncertainty, unsure of what you want and unsure of how to get what you want if you did want it. So the uncertainty, the unsureness of it, I think is is many of our hard seed. Many times we just... Don't, we're kind of in a rut and we're not sure that we, how to get out of the rut or how to move in a direction. And, and that right there alone will just keep you there because again, it's in the mindset. It's the shift of, Hey, I can do this. I have value. I can see a direction, which is the third part is lack of vision. Cause once we see a vision, once we see the hope, we see something, if we get a picture of something then we can go that direction and once we see that picture and we develop a a uh, we decide hey i'm going to go that direction then our then our, our RAS or reticular activating system just points there all the time and we're always heading in that direction but it starts with the vision and and the vision really is atta- obtained i believe is when we try and experience things, I think we have to try things, we have to see different things. I know for myself, as I got into different businesses where I could see other businesses, or I got around certain people where I could see what other people were doing, and, and all these different experiences, I would I always had my eyes open. I would see something that looked exciting. I'd see something that'd catch on. It's like, man, that looks like fun. I think I could do that. That would take me in the direction I want to go. So I think we need, some experience. We need to see some things, then we can develop our own vision. Uh just listen to Dennis Whateley this week and he's talking about the vision, the mind, the way we visualize things is so important. Many people talking about daydream a little bit and this daydream and this getting our mind in a place. And have you ever noticed when we're doing the visualization when we're seeing ourselves doing something, we always succeed. We never fail. Like uh, when I was playing ball, playing sports, basketball, and I was visioning the game ahead of time, I was always doing, I was always the star. I was always making the basket. The fans were cheering. We were winning. Have you ever noticed that? When you're visualizing, you always come out on top. You're always winning in the visualization. So the daydreaming and seeing yourself doing things is so important. Uh, But anyway, try and experience new things. I know myself, i tried all these things. And what you do is you stick with the winners and get out of the losers. Sometimes I would state something I'd want to do and somebody would say you're crazy and I would think it through and i say, well, maybe I am. And sometimes I would state things I want to do and somebody would say you're crazy. And I would say, no, I'm not. I believe this. I believe this strong enough that nothing's going to stop me. And then eventually, some things gets into your blood where you're just excited about it. You're really excited, so break through the hard seed, build the self-esteem, develop a a want of something you want to do, and then see the vision. And then we get into the second part after the hard seed starts softening because we're watering and fertilizing the seed for you know at least five years. And the story I heard when I was take, starting my business my insurance agency, I was going around interviewing with all these people. And and I think I heard at least once, maybe twice, but I never forgot this. This person said, starting a business is like a jet taking off. It's like you are full throttle ahead, full throttle ahead to start off. Then once you get up in the air and get airborne and you're cruising along, then you can back off a little bit. And so I always thought of this business thing is full throttle ahead. And un, and it's about a five-year program to be full throttle ahead, like really focused in because there's a learning curve. Even if you start a new career, even if you're just working for someone else, you don't have to be self-employed to do this. But anytime you start something new, there's a learning curve. As an employer, whoever's hiring you, there's a loss there. There's a cost to get you up and running. And so – It's our duty to get past this learning curve as soon as possible, and that's like the jet taking off. We are full throttle ahead. Now, in our life and in everything we do, we we love this be, do, have mentality. We truly believe we want to be the right person and then do the right things, then we'll have the things in life we want. So what are the steps we can take? I can tell you the steps that I took along my path they kind of helped me in the directions of my life when I went from being completely underwater as far as self confidence to the point where I can be self sufficient. As a matter of fact, I rode by my building the other day. I was it was the day after uh, Christmas or the Monday after Christmas. I had to go downtown. I did not go into work, and I just for a moment I reminisced. I looked up at that building which was mine. I looked at all the people there working, which were my staff. And I, and I thought, man, look at this, a thriving business, which could, you know, we all can know it could be taken away tomorrow. We understand that, but I just reminisce. I like, think about this, all this effort, all this work, all this full throttle ahead, all the training, all the uh, the sales mentality, all these things, it just came into play. Now, very rarely do I think like that. Rarely do I stop back and just reminisce. But at that moment, I thought, here I am, not even going into work, and all that is sitting there, and I just happen to be driving right by it. it just, I reminisce for a moment. But anyway, if you go back to my life when I was sitting there, really no self-confidence, uh, the first thing I did was, um, well, Let's talk this is the good is cool philosophy, but the first thing I did is man I need a good I need a good girl. I need a girl to keep me on the straight and narrow. I need someone that's good, that's solid that uh, that is a good is cool type person. And when I found my wife, she was it. she was perfect and and Linda to this day still does that for me. She keeps me lined up, and I think for me I need that that good mate to help me in the right direction. And the first thing she did was pretty much, almost, this is all probably a five year period because we'll talk about five years in a minute. She got me in church, and then from there it was business opportunities, but it was in that order. It was in that order that I was able to work on being the right person and then going and doing the right things. It was definitely in that order You have to be the right person first. And it takes time. It takes full throttle ahead working on ourselves, And then it ends up being a continuous working on ourselves as time goes. And that takes us into the grit formula. I know we talk about grit a lot in guide culture. And we just really believe it. The GRIT, this growth mindset is truly important. Uh, John Maxwell talks about it all the time. Anytime you hear John Maxwell talk, he will talk about personal growth every time. That is his message, honestly, is are you growing yourself? What are you doing today to make yourself better tomorrow? What are you doing yourself to make your life better? What are you doing today to make your life better tomorrow? It only depends on what you do yourself today. That's something's going to change tomorrow. And when we talk about growth, g the g in the grip formula is is grow personal growth and that personal growth is in several areas we call, we talk about the spiritual growth we believe you should be reading scripture every single day and trying to grow spiritually staying in that in that mindset and that heart set of the spiritual growth, realizing we're Our bread is really buttered and realize where our really true strength really is. So that spiritual growth on a daily basis. Remember, just because you do something today doesn't make it so tomorrow. You have to continue to do this stuff on a daily basis. And the second part of that is the motivational growth, doing something motivational, listening to something motivational and positive on a daily basis to keep our mindset in that positive mindset. And the third thing is this sales uh, training and sales training includes product knowledge because we talk about learning your product, knowing your product in sales training. So product knowledge falls under the sales training. So the spiritual growth, the motivational encouragement on a daily basis and sales training, which includes your product knowledge because you are this Chinese bamboo tree, everything around you, grows as you grow. If you want your business to grow, if you want your family to grow, your your relationship, your marriage, your kids, all this grows to the level that you grow. If you're in any kind of a leadership or any kind of influence, your level of growth will determine everybody else's growth around you and your business's growth as well. So that's why this continuous growth in the grip formula is so important and it never ends. And the second reason, the R is for the reason you're doing it. You have to want it. Nobody, This is not something you can get in your mind and say, well, I'm going to think my way through it. It's got to be something you want down deep. And this is why having these experiences and, and, and catching on to things, things getting in your blood, things you see, hey, this is important. This resonates with me, and you can keep going. And then as this happens, your reasons, you'll pivot. You'll pivot as you go. You'll you'll get to one mountaintop and then see another one. Then you get to that one Then you'll see another one. So your reasons and your pivots will change, but you can only see to the vision that you can see right now. And sometimes it's just an internal thing. It's hard to even identify. You just feel it. But you know when it's there. And you know that you can continue to grow and then you see the next thing. You're always climbing, always trying to get to the next one. But that reason that internal reason is what drives that. And if the internal reason is there, you'll do the the I, which is intensity. Intensity is not only focus and urgency, but it's frequency. If if you're frequently and urgently, it's like being obsessed. And obsession is part of uh, this, m- this formula. If you're not obsessed with it, it's not real. It's just something you're playing with. But if you really want to get there and go there and get somewhere, it's an obsession. And that becomes from inside you, you're obsessed over it. And then time, the T for on grid is time. That's frequency and consistency. Time is how often do you do it, and consistency is how long do you do it with that enthusiasm, that passion. I know in in my life, um, I've always, you know, I've had a few careers, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But um, every time I've been in a career after about two years, I thought, man, I know what I'm doing. I'm good at this. And then after five years in that same career, I realized that at two years, I really didn't know. I didn't have enough experience at two years to really know enough. I thought I did. I'd kind of gotten past the learning curve at the two-year mark. But it wasn't until the five-year mark that I could look back and say, no, I didn't know at two years. But now at five years, I feel more, more comfortable here. I feel more comfortable. I feel like I've had enough experience in this in this career, or whatever it is that I'm doing. That I feel pretty solid with it. So that's another place where the five year versus two year, a little bit like the jet taking off, um, is is uh, is the two year mark. Maybe you get out of the ground, but it takes you five years to really get going. So let's talk about now the massive growth. Remember the tree had the hard seed. And then you had to water and fertilize it with the grip formula. And then we get into the massive growth. Did you know that it takes 10,000 hours to become a master? At least that's what one book was about. And there's some articles about that. And I believe it. Because if you take 40 hours a week times 50 weeks a year, that's 2,000 hours. And you do that for five years, that's 10,000 hours. That comes back to the five-year mark. I really believe that that 10,000 hours is a good number for sort of a master at something, sort of we'll have enough experience to be able to do that. I know in the insurance business with this jet the taking the jet off in the five years, it took five years. I'll never forget for the first five years in my business, I had made a decision. this was it. I'd, I'd gone through all my side hustles. I'd done all these things, which we'll talk about in a minute, but this was it. I was focused and I was, I had no other options. And for five years, I was head down doing everything I was told to do, doing everything my peers were doing, working a lot of hours. And I'll never forget at, at the end of five years, I looked at my tax return. I looked at my numbers and I had actually made money, and it took five years. Five years to really be profitable in that business. And after five years, the next five years, it kinda took off. But those first, it took five years to make a profit. And the next five years it took off, then I can see five-year segments from there on out. I can see five-year segments looking back ever since then, but the first five years is what it took before I really made a profit. And it was focused effort. It was not part-time. It was focused effort. And one thing I heard many, many, many years ago when I was first, one of my first training classes, they said something about the average person will change careers between five and seven times during their lifetime. And I thought, no, no, I can't believe that. And then I, now that I look back, I can see that that's exactly what – happened to me in my life I I started as a school teacher for about five years I went into a side hustle of photography for about five years I moved um, to the um, level blind sales and window covering installation for about five years then I moved into insurance for like 30 years but I can see a lot of five-year segments in that and now I'm in guide culture So that's about five or six career changes within my life. And it just kind of happened. It wasn't something that was really planned. But looking back, I can see these five-year segments. And I can also see the five years from the time that I was trying to discover myself to the time that I kind of had some confidence that I can move forward. All that personal input was about five years. It's just really interesting the way that kind of plays its way out. So I will say the other thing about this is we we hear that the college degree is good for about five years. And I'll also tell you that I truly believe that education starts after college. For me, it did. That's when I realized, hey, I better continue to educate myself. The five-year program as far as deciding, digging in, and going hard at something and not give up too early and being willing to do the trial and error, you have to get out of some things and stick with some things, but if you want to really give it a chance and give it that mastery type 10,000 hours, you've got to dedicate to something for a period of time and give it a chance. And uh, another another one more five-year program is senioritis. Have you heard of senioritis? Your senior year of college or high school or something, or maybe your master, at the end of the master's program. Many times people fall off and lose interest and I think that's because their five years is over and they're ready to move on. And I think senioritis can be good because maybe it's time to move on. Maybe don't get caught in a time warp of being in school forever. At the same time, I've used that because I had senioritis my senior year in college, but I use that now, even in my careers in my insurance, Hey, don't get senioritis, stay focused here, stay focused. So, You can use that as a reminder to stay focused at time when you need to. But in conclusion, I think it's really important that we remember the definition of success. And it's moving toward a noble cause, your emotional passion, and your God-given gift. Once you find the noble cause that you're doing something for a deeper reason, for a reason bigger than yourself, everything we do is for a bigger reason. Once we understand that, and then we feel emotional, we feel a passion towards what we're doing, and we're within our God-given talent. We all have a talent. We have a gift, and if we're playing within that, then it does get in our blood. We love it. We just want to do it, and that's the definition of success. So don't use any other thing to define success because once you hit one mountaintop, you'll go look for the next one. You're continuing to the, into that new five-year cycle. Uh, so we are, pro, you know, we programmed to doubt in the beginning. And we can turn it around with the right input and the right effort. And Guide Culture, the Guide Culture program is designed to help along this whole path. That's really what we're designed to do is help along this path. So hope you guys enjoy this and um, have a great rest of your day.
0: Thank you so much for listening. And we hope this episode encouraged you in your journey. Come join us over at the Winner's Circle Facebook group of online entrepreneurs who are winning the game of life. The link is down in the show notes. We'll see you there.